2: We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Armstrong and Getty.
3: One more thing.
4: A
5: British lawmaker resigned after admitting that he watched porn on his phone in the chambers of parliament. Colleagues knew he was watching porn when a vote passed by a count of 650 yays to one oh my god yay. A
0: 220 carat diamond known as the rock will become the largest white diamond ever auctioned off. Wow, 220 carats. I mean, can you imagine the size of the child who mined that? People. That was the wrong joke,
3: Michael. The wrong damned joke. Yeah,
5: I know. I hit hit the wrong thing here. Uh, play
3: you. One. Play you. For your
5: two. mistake.
0: <laughs> Archaeologists have discovered a thousand-year-old drawings in a cave in Alabama, and guys, they're bad.
5: <laughs> I thought that was a funny joke. <laughs> they're not very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny um i thought saturday night live was great except for the abortion stuff the abortion stuff was so hard to watch i could see how somebody might have turned it off but the other stuff was really really funny a lot of funny sketches apropos of nothing not not plucked from today's headlines which is what i want out of my comedy shows
3: yeah you know i uh the new york speaking of art as we kind of were the new york times had a thingy over the weekend it was analyzing a still life picture from like the 1700s or whatever it was, and how it, it it's much more than just a picture of a bunch of stuff on a table. It's a map of the world and blah, blah, blah. And it sucked me in. It was really interesting because I'm not a great uh, appreciator of like old timey fine art or know much about it. Um, but the truly notable thing about it was that it's, you know, on a newspaper's website, but it was print. And then uh, this one didn't have video, but as it would make a point and you scrolled upward, it would like enlarge the picture and show you a close-up of that part of the painting. Mm. And it kept going back between visuals and, and words and that sort of thing in a way that was really appealing and cool. really made for a great learning device. And yeah. they could have incorporated video, too, I'm sure. Yeah. But that sort of thing is just getting better.
5: Yep, no doubt.
3: Yeah. Anyway, uh, cleaning out the sound fridge. Do you want to talk about the, uh, the Mars stuff?
5: uh sure i haven't i didn't hear it i actually didn't take in bill maher on friday night had a rough family weekend oof all kinds of things went wrong but anyway didn't see uh, bill maher friday night want to play that for us michael yeah do six
4: when we talk about misinformation we always focus on the producers never the consumers as if we're all helpless dumb blondes ready to believe anything do lies spread faster than they used to of course but so can truth which in the internet age is always at your fingertips You just have to learn how to use Google for something other than porn. This idea that we can clean up Twitter and protect you from fake news and disinformation, it's so ridiculous. It's like fact checking the graffiti on the bathroom wall of a dive bar. (laughs) We called this number and we didn't have a good time. People (laughs) always lie. That's what people do. Every age is the misinformation age. And whenever a new means of communication comes along, some reach right for the sensor button in 1858 the new york times thought we couldn't handle the transatlantic telegraph they said it was superficial and (laughs) too fast for the truth Mm. in 1938 radio was the hot medium of the day and lots of people got plenty worked up about it especially after Orson Welles presented what was obviously a fictitious drama about a Martian invasion of New Jersey, and thousands of people thought it was real and panicked. You cannot censor away that level of naivete. The Martians had the whole universe to invade and they chose New Jersey? (laughs) So that's as a true. As
3: former New Jerseyite, I resent that idiotic and lazy shot at the Garden State.
5: That's true that in previous ages people thought that was going to be the end of us and you know, we worked through it. I'm just not as convinced that this is going to follow that pattern. Um, I hope so. I, I, th- I think the more likely thing is everybody becomes so cynical about everything. Just, there's just no such thing as truth. There just isn't.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. that's such an interesting contrast between the, the means of communication of old and, and the current thing. I just think this one is so fast, so omnipresent. There are so many voices, um, and y- you have a, uh, a humanity that has kind of retracted itself from actual community engagement. And so those electronic voices are the only voices. I mean, back in the day that radio was stirring people up, um you would listen to your favorite radio show or two maybe sit around on a sunday with the kids or what have you but then you would you would talk to your neighbors and you would go to work you would talk to all your coworkers you would go to church you would go to the church social you would talk to your barber etc as a percentage of the inputs it was very small in people's lives
5: i think for every person that gets misled by a story where they should have maybe you know done a little checking to see if it was true there are 10 people who aren't checking to see if it's true on purpose because they want it to be true.
3: Mm, right, right. Yeah, that's true. I hope I want that to be true. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get the emails every single day. Oh, So there's a little more Mar, huh?
4: Next clip. People on social media like to say, I did my research, but it doesn't count if you did your research on social media. I once did a stand-up special called Be More Cynical. This is what I was talking about. (laughs) Lies are ubiquitous, and in that way, they're quite analogous to germs and viruses. People think you can germ-proof the world and never have to be in contact with the things that can hurt you, but you can't. You have to have a strong immune system. It's the reason babies who live in sterile environments are more likely to develop allergies than babies who are allowed to exist in the world as it is, messy and impure. Lies are all around you. Develop a better bullshit detector. That's a better solution than me giving up what I'm allowed to read. Yeah, it sounds to me
5: like all his argument is more toward Elon's idea of letting more be on Twitter than, uh, than less. Yeah, yeah, it's I, interesting. I got a great example I'm going to use on the radio show tomorrow of a tweet that Twitter allowed and their explanation for why it was okay of somebody clearly threatening assassination of a Supreme Court justice and their reasoning for why it'd be okay. That's just just crazy, just crazy. Elon has got to come up with something more consistent than that.
3: Yeah, it's like that dope that's allegedly going to run the Office of Disinformation Orwellian Nightmares uh She's uh, just, just so wildly biased and doesn't even know it. You know, getting back to the whole making people crazy thing, social media, and gosh, we could go off on the tangent of what it's doing to our kids, um, which is a topic I read a lot about. But, um, you know, back in the day, and it's been interesting to watch this unfold, and I'm ambivalent a lot about a lot of it. Uh, I have mixed feelings. But, you know, before the advent of people having access to social media accounts, You had to earn having a voice in the public square. Uh, You know, the average joker or the, you know, admittedly to the, the very bright, persuasive person who happens to be an insurance agent. During their day job, but has great ideas politically or the pedophile or the the angry troll or whatever. They just you didn't know about them. They didn't cloud your consciousness or your ears because they didn't. They weren't given a platform. They hadn't, quote unquote, earned it. Yeah, And the people in charge of deciding who had earned the platform were usually greed heads and hypocrites themselves. So. You know, there was that, but at the same time, you couldn't like uh, have all sorts of people who wanted to do something abhorrent, like terrorize the Supreme Court justice. There's no way for them to get organized. Right. Because you'd, you'd have to like try that idea out on the first 10 people you thought it'd be a good idea. And when seven of them said, Are you out of your effing mind? I don't want to be party to that at all. You'd think, Okay, maybe not. But you put an abhorrent idea out on the internet and almost there's almost no limit to how abhorrent it can be you'll get uh, you know plenty of people say great idea let's do it
5: yeah I blame the media blamers hmm That's a good point is there more sound fridge to clean out or is that uh out sound fridge. yes. I just want to hear done that. that
3: yet. Good Lord. I don't know. You know, I'm glancing around. I hadn't really looked seriously at it. Oh, you know, this is kind of cute. This is a Kentucky Derby oriented uh, number 22, Michael.
4: I don't know how I fell down the paddock when he hit the wire. I, I about passed out. I'm so happy. You explain, this is something that, you know, is the reason everybody does this because we're not supposed to be here. But I knew this horse loved the track
3: and he'd been training so good all year.
5: The reason we all do this is every hundred years, a long shot like that wins. Man, we're, we're very patient.
3: That was the uh, the trainer of uh, Rich Strike, who uh, trains a lot of horses, but in your kind of lesser tracks around the Midwest, he's not got a big name or anything. He's not a hero so, of the horsey set.
5: Have you heard any stories of people who laid down a bunch of money on that horse? I just can't see how you would, unless you're a degenerate gambler who spreads money out on all the horses. I find it hard to believe anybody, like, singularly picked that horse. That would be
3: extraordinary. I'd say. I mean, you almost, I mean, it's almost impossible that anybody bet on it other than people who, and I'm going to start doing this. I've been saying this for years, and I keep not doing it. I'm going to pick the five longest shots and throw down 20 bucks each on them. Because if even a five-to-one comes home and wins... Well, I, I, I've broken even if I if that's one of my horses. But if one of those long shots comes in, eh, you got a little throwing around money. Yeah. So, could really get you out of a couple of jams. But it's not about the betting to me. It's about watching horses run really, really fast with really tiny Hispanic guys on top of them, <laughs> uh, whipping the horses. That's the pleasure in it
5: for me. <laughs> Until the horses break down and then they're put to death. That's <laughs> where the that's where the wow tradition wow. is. You know, I should know.
3: After all these years, if I take it to the line, you're taking it over. I should know. What was I thinking? Jeez.
1: Well, I guess that's it.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.